Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 18. Back to School Katie walked down the hallway, a frown on her face. She had assumed that the start of a new semester meant exactly that, a fresh start. Glancing at her schedule, her frown deepened. She was not going to have English class with Miss Smith for a teacher. No way. Walking towards the counselor's office, she saw a long line that stretched around the corner. The line didn't bother her at all. She didn't care how long she had to wait. She was changing her schedule. Reaching the end of the line, she leaned up against a line of lockers, intending on standing there all day if she had to. The sound of the bell had several students leaving the line, running to their respective classes. Katie watched them leave with satisfaction. Principal Davis came out of his office and glanced towards the line of students. Walking towards them, a few of the younger students vanished, making the line shorter. Taking several steps forward, she leaned up against the lockers, watching Davis under hooded lashes. Davis began waving his arms like he was herding sheep. Come on, people. Let's get to class. So if you have a problem with your schedule, I suggest you come back later. The line completely vanished. Ignoring the principal, Katie walked over to the counselor's door. This shouldn't take long at all, she mused. Miss Johnson, I suggest you go to class, Principal Davis said in a stern voice. Katie bit her lip. She debated how she should react. She couldn't afford to anger the principal, nor could she leave without changing her schedule. She decided to try and explain. Principal Davis, she said in the most respectable voice she could muster, I need to change my schedule. It won't take long to. You need to get to class immediately, Davis interrupted, his features set in a determined line. If you would just listen, I need go to class now or deal with the consequences. The principal pointed down the hall. Heat coiled in her chest and rose into her cheeks. Katie took a couple of deep breaths. She knew she couldn't afford to lose it here. She stared intently into Principal Davis's stern features, turned, and walked to class. Five minutes before first hour was over, Katie walked to Mr. Thompson's desk. Can I go to the bathroom? The teacher glanced at the clock. You only have about five minutes. Yeah, I know, but I really need to go now. Katie felt her face turning red. You know, monthly? Thompson immediately waved his hand in a gesture that clearly said, I don't want to hear any more. Katie grabbed her things and left class. She always made fun of the girls who continuously used the monthly excuse to get out of class. But she only had another hour before she had to be in Miss Smith's class. She had to change her schedule immediately. Walking towards the counselor's office, she tried to come up with an excuse as to why she wanted out of the class besides the obvious. She knew, because I hate Miss Smith would not get the desired result. She came up with, I need more time to study for my other classes, so I need a study hall. The counselor wouldn't have to completely rearrange her schedule. 
and she would be able to get her homework done during school. And she could have more time for other things. She would have to make up her English credits her senior year. A small price to pay for not having to deal with Miss Smith. Knocking on the door, Katie poked her head into the counselor's office. A haggard-looking Mr. Chandler looked up from his desk. She gave him a bright and friendly smile. I was wondering if I could have a word with you about my schedule. Mr. Chandler nodded and gestured towards the two hard seats in front of his desk. Hello, Katie. Come on in and have a seat. Katie sat down quietly and waited for the counselor to pull up her record. She saw her name appear at the top of the computer screen. She leaned towards the counselor across the desk. I was wondering if I could change third hour into a study hall. Mr. Chandler frowned, keeping his eyes on the screen. Deciding it wasn't a good sign, Katie felt she needed to explain a little more. I have never taken a study hall, so actually I have more credits under my belt than others. I really would like to have the extra time to keep the rest of my grades up. I don't see any problem in you doing that. Mr. Chandler stopped in mid-sentence, his frown deepening. Let me get back with you. If you don't see a problem, then... Katie paused. The counselor was no longer staring at the computer. He was intently looking at his desk, avoiding her eyes. She decided to try again. I don't understand. She paused for a moment, studying the man's features intently. You are the one who changes schedules. Her voice trailed off into a question that hung in the air. Just come back in an hour. Mr. Chandler's gesture was dismissive. I'm sure I'll have it all changed by then. Realizing the interview was over, a confused Katie got up and went to her next class. Before the end of second hour, Katie was called into the principal's office. A feeling of dread filled her chest as she went slowly to the office. Seeing her, the secretary waved her forward, indicating she was expected. Knocking tentatively, she entered. Principal Davis was leaning back in his chair, his fingers steepled together. He indicated a chair, and Katie sat down, waiting for him to start. I understand you want to change your schedule to include a study hall instead of English. Once again, Katie didn't know how to react to the principal's words. She was afraid if she showed how important it was to her, he might make her take the class. On the other hand, if she acted as if she didn't care, there'd be no reason to change. Mr. Davis, <clears throat> Katie cleared her throat trying to give herself a couple of seconds to form her words. I just thought that if I took a study hall during third hour, I could keep my grades up in my other classes. You seem to forget, Miss Johnson, that I know your dislike for Miss Smith. Mr. Davis pushed himself forward, his elbows resting on the desk. Your records indicate you received a failing grade in English last semester. I know, but I have my senior year to. I believe it unwise to put off anything for another time, Miss Johnson. You have no idea what the next year will hold. I have never taken a study hall. I will have plenty of credits to graduate. Miss Johnson, it is this school's duty to not only give you a basic education, but teach its students how to become responsible members of society. This means teaching you how to get along with your superiors. Katie frowned. She knew she had lost. She had inadvertently tipped her hand that morning when she refused to go to class. It was obvious he wanted a reaction from her. Keeping her emotions in check, she carefully made her expression blank. Satisfied, she watched disappointment flicker across the principal's features.
Your schedule will not change, Davis informed her needlessly. Holding herself perfectly still, she waited patiently for the dismissal. Davis watched her carefully, his eyes narrowing. If there's nothing more you would like to say, you may go. Furious, Katie watched Davis dismiss her as if she were a five-year-old child. At that moment, she wanted to rant and rave the way she used to. She knew it would be disastrous if she lost control. It would mean her secret would be out for the whole world to see. A part of her wanted to change and see the fear in his eyes. She wanted to see him cower and cringe as the magnitude of her wolf form filled the room. Forcing herself to calm down, she took a couple of deep gulps of air and slowly released them. She searched her mind, trying to find something to grasp, something she could cling to. She remembered how Candace had acted in her living room. Holding on to that memory, she fashioned her features, emulating Candace. She slowly stood up, straightened her shoulders, and walked out of the office with as much dignity as if she was the Queen of England. At lunchtime, Katie walked into the cafeteria, stopping in surprise. She couldn't help smiling through the sea of hot pink t-shirts. She had forgotten that Sam was planning on stepping up her campaign of getting the dance team to wear more appropriate outfits. Almost every girl in the cafeteria was sporting a hot pink t-shirt with the inscription, Modest is Hottest. Katie headed towards their standard table, sitting across from a beaming Sam. It looks like the t-shirt idea was a big hit. I completely run out of shirts. I wish I had more money I could order more. Katie shook her milk. Maybe you should charge the next time around, you know, to cover your expenses. That's a good idea. Sam frowned. I still need to come up with money for the order. Katie picked up her fork, wondering if she really wanted to eat what was in front of her. You should take orders from the girls and get money up front. Then you'll have the money for the shirts. Wow, that's awesome. Sam pulled out a notebook and pencil. I'll start working on it right away. The seat next to Katie remained vacant. Afraid she would turn, Lizzie had refused to come to school. There had been no further incidences in their stay at the cabin. It had only taken Candace two days to control her changing, and it had taken Lizzie three times as long. Afraid their parents would start getting suspicious if they stayed any longer, the girls started taking turns with Lizzie until she could control herself. Both Katie and Candace kept insisting Lizzie could go to school. Lizzie still refused. Sam eventually halted the argument by acknowledging that Lizzie would know when she was ready, just as long as Lizzie understood she was getting behind in school. Did you change your schedule? Sam asked. Nope. Sam gave her a small frown before leaning forward. Why? What happened? Finally able to vent, Katie allowed her frustration to spill, explaining in detail what happened earlier. How did Miss Smith react when you walked into class? She completely ignored me. I can handle that. Sam sat there deep in thought. Maybe we're going about this all wrong. What do you mean? Katie asked nervously. She was afraid. Sam was going to come up with one of her big ideas. I don't know. Let me think about it. Sam reached into her bag. By the way, here are your shirts. She handed Katie three hot pink t-shirts. Good-naturedly, Katie took the shirts, promising to put one on as soon as possible. Sam, I love you. You know that, right? Katie was trying to keep her frustration in check. I don't think I can do what you're asking. 
Katie was driving home from school when Sam decided to voice her big idea about Miss Smith. Hear me all the way before you judge. It can't work. Sam had completely turned in her seat. Facing Katie, she was using her most persuasive voice, her hand gestures emphasizing her excitement. No one knows anything about Miss Smith. I think we could soften her heart if we do something really nice for her. Katie gave Sam a quick glance before returning her eyes to the road. You can't soften what's not there. Everyone has a heart. Besides, the Grinch's heart grew ten times bigger than it once was. A fictional character and not human, Katie bellowed. Mr. Scrooge, then. Another fictional character. This will work. Sam raised her voice to the same level as Katie's. I know if we do a service project for her, she would soften towards you. This had to be the worst idea Sam had ever come up with. Katie knew it was not going to work. She shook her head as she eyed her friend. You do realize it will look like we were trying to bribe a teacher? I don't care what it looks like. We are going to do a good deed by making someone feel special. Katie shook her head. She did not want to have anything to do with Sam and her big idea. Can you at least think about it? Katie stopped looking in Sam's direction. Yeah, sure, I'll think about it. She was willing to say anything to get off the subject. The next morning, Katie wasn't surprised when Sam got into the car with a plate of cookies in her lap. It had a big red bow on top. She reached over to read the attached note. Here's something sweet, because I think you're neat. Little pink flowers were formed around all the vowels in the note. Katie wanted to gag. I am not handing her that. You don't have to hand it to her. Just set it on her desk before school. Katie rolled her eyes and glanced in the rearview mirror. She could see Lizzie covering her mouth, trying not to laugh. Walking into the school, Katie took off her coat and covered the plate. There was no way she was going to be seen by anybody with the evidence. Sam stood watch outside of the classroom while Katie quickly placed the cookies on the desk and ran back into the hall. She's going to wonder all day who the nice person was who gave her cookies. Sam gushed, grinning from ear to ear. Katie didn't think so. Walking into third hour confirmed her suspicions. The red bow could be seen hanging out of the trash can. Sam didn't sound disappointed when Katie told her the fate of the cookies. I'm going to have to come up with something else. Watching her friend, Katie decided Sam was in a class all her own. A force of nature no one could survive against. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day. <laughs>